Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One Star Rewind. All right. Hey, everybody. To everyone out in the review world, my name is Corey Dickman, and I will be speaking with Jared Downhoward today on One Star Rewind. Jared is an owner of an escape room in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and he'll be talking with us about a review he received uh, about four years ago that is pretty negative, but it really shows how it shaped his business and where he's at today. So I hope you enjoy the episode and let's go. All right, we got Jared Downhauer here on the inaugural first debut premiere episode of one star rewind well, welcome jared how, how are you doing? i don't i'm doing good i don't know if i should be honored to be on the show or sad because i have a one star review <laughs> i'm still i'm still like working through all of that in my in my mind it's the conundrum we all deal with yes no you <laughs> should be honored first first guest out the gate is perfect jared you're coming you're coming to us from murfreesboro tennessee suburb of nashville Right, that's um, it. That's the borough. The borough. How long have you lived there now? We have. My wife and I have lived here our six years now. Okay, I'm like debating. Do we just come out with it? Like you, you are my best friend. So that's the friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we, we, blew it. we should bury. We, blew it. we should bury the lead. This is just you know, it was a good first, good good way to start. Um, so so that helps. I've known Jared for a while. <laughs> A long time, but that's okay. But you lived in Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro six years. Um, tell us what you do um, that relates to this one-star review before we read it. So, yeah, back in 2016, we opened up Murfreesboro Escape Room. If you're not familiar with what an escape room is, it is a interactive, immersive game where you get locked inside of space and have puzzles, to work through in order to try to earn your escape. There's stories, there's themes, there's technology that you get to work through. It's a great team building activity. But yeah, that's what we opened up in 16 and shortly after received our first one star review. Yes. Everyone remembers their first time. Yes. Oh, uh, man. All right. Well, you know what we're going to do on this podcast? We're just going to, we're going to dive right in. So I will read the review, um, get, your very brief first reaction of what you felt when you read this for the very first time. Now, this was, like you said, four years ago. So you may not remember, but you, you may remember. 
Um, and then we'll kind of go, you know, line by line or, you know, the, the, uh, the content of it and then kind of piece it together. What you learned from it, what you, what you didn't learn, what might have been ridiculous, what was spot on and then how that made you better and where you went from there. Okay. I'm game. Right. I'm right. game. Here we go. This is from, how would you say, Germanical? Is that the name of the person that left the review? I, I, I pronounce it the devil. The devil. <laughs> well, I think it's Germanical. We'll go with there. This person has left four reviews in their lifetime. So this is one of them. Uh, here we go. For the record, my experience lies with the blind pig escape room in Murfreesboro escape rooms. Service was poor. Hints were bad. Objectives were beyond obtuse, nonsensical, etc. The setting suffers from a weird design. If it involves escaping the police during the Prohibition era, then start us in a bar rather than have us enter a bar knowing the cops are coming. It destroys the atmosphere and overall immersion. Also, the employee we had host us in the room was inattentive and lacked the passion necessary to induct us into the beginning of the room. Siphoning off a hugely successful franchise doesn't grant you the right to have employees who could care less about the game. Overall, this game isn't something I can ever recommend. Germanical. Wow. I will say, first off, the grammar is pretty good here. I, I will say in some one-star reviews I read, they're like awful. Things are misspelled. <laughs> no, no periods, no capital letters. This one seemed very, very thought out. Um, First, okay, first reaction, do you remember what you felt when you read that? Yeah, I was pissed. Like, uh, I was really upset because when you're early on in a business, you don't have a bulk of other good reviews to help balance out when people have a bad experience to show that, hey, a majority of people, you know, 95 to 98% of people that come through this place have a good time. So when you get a one-star review so early on in the game mm -hmm. and you go from being like five reviews at five stars to six reviews with now like a 4.2 rating, yeah, you're like, you just get really frustrated by that. Like it, it, I was really, really mad in addition because, you know, nobody talks to me apart from that to tell me and let me try to solve the problem on the front end. Sure. Yeah. I guess that is something to touch on here is that it did happen so early, you know, you have kind of out the gate, you're hoping to get a lot of traction, some good reviews. And then before you even have 10 reviews, you have a really bad one star, you know, that yeah. could, and people don't realize like as a, as a small business, like, you know, family owned, it's like one bad review could derail a group of people from not coming to play, you know, and that yeah. could hurt, really hurt the business. It um, is. And I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like shudder. I'm not trying to say like, we need higher regulations on these people, even though I know you and I have talked and we want a, a way to review the customer. Yes. Uh, the same way that kind of Airbnb mm -hmm. gets to do theirs. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was tough. And what was frustrating at the time also to kind of go forward with the story is business owners have the ability to click on that person's profile and see other reviews that they've left to kind of try to check into the legitimacy of this person. Sure. And at the time, that was their only review. Hmm. Yeah. See, it just feels, yeah, it doesn't feel fake in that way, but it's like, man, we were enough to like upset this person who's never left a review before and wants to leave this like very detailed one. So that's a Absolutely. frustrating. Then the next day I check again, two reviews, Five-star review for our competitor half a mile down the road. From the same person? 
same person. From Germanical? Yep. Oh, uh, that that's that's a little that's in we might need to Those invest. Kind of set, you're like, we, was he, did he, is he a plant? I, I, like, is a new place that just opens, send him down here to give us a bad review and give them, like, your mind starts racing with all of this I, stuff. Like, what is going there's, on? There's definitely a follow-up podcast coming that's like the investigative part of this where we can, where we deep dive into Germanical or whoever else leaves these reviews. We're coming for you. Okay. We don't want no hanky panky. Um, okay. Well, let's stick to it. So okay, let's, let's read the first sentence. Okay. So for the record, my experience lies with the blind pig escape room in Murfreesboro escape rooms. Blind pig is a room you have. It's a themed yep. room. Um, service was poor. Hints were bad. Objectives were obtuse and nonsensical. You're, you're a very smart person. I don't know what nonsensical means. What, what does that mean? It means they didn't, in their opinion, it didn't make any sense. Like the puzzles and the flow uh, okay. of the game didn't gotcha. make any sense. So service was poor, hints were bad. What, I mean, do you think they were just frustrated, everyone having a bad day, or was there any truth to that? I mean, you, you, you come into games sometimes carrying the baggage of what's happened before. Like you've played a game with my wife and I mm -hmm. where we were not having a good time before mm -hmm. and you and walked into that room <laughs> when you were like, Oh, how's this going to go? So you do carry like you in anywhere, a restaurant, anything you come in yeah. and you've, you're already in a position to either be really pissed off no matter what happens. But I don't know. And I don't, I, in that, in, in that first line, I don't, I don't want to dismiss their experience fully. I do think that, if they didn't get hints when they wanted to, if our employee mm -hmm. was not living up to their expectations, I think that's fair criticism. Sure. Like I will take that. My pushback is always going to be what feels most targeted at me yeah. because I wasn't running that room. And that is the game itself. Like when they call the game nonsensical, yeah. forget all of the other stuff. I can believe that that's sure. where I get frustrated and where I feel personally attacked and want to push back. Yeah. And I, and I guess, and, and we should lay a little bit more uh, um, foundation here. So you're, um, you, you are the, the, the primary business owner, but your like strength and strong suit in the business is the creation of all the rooms. So you, you design them, the puzzle layout, the theme, all of it. So it, it, for people that don't know, like in the escape room industry, and, and they're going to touch on this here in a second. So we'll kind of talk about it a little bit more, but there are franchises in, around the country and, and around the world that will just sell rooms to people that want to open escape rooms. And that's fine. That's their business. They can do what they want. Um, yours in particular, you, you make them all. So you're not purchasing rooms or anything like that. So when people attack, hints were bad, objectives were obtuse and nonsensical. That is you taking that personally. Oh yeah, that's, that's me. And it's incredibly difficult. I think just for small business owners in general, not to take whatever aspect of the business they feel most passionate or involved in personally. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and I, it, it will ruin a day for me yeah. to see something like that. Like I can deal with customer service. I can deal with, uh, all of these different things don't trigger me as much as, well, that game was designed poorly or in, anything about the game itself just really sets me off. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think there's always going to be parts of reviews, yeah, that, that, that hit you a little bit differently than other parts. So, okay, let's go to the next line. It kind of is around that same theme, but it said, the setting suffers from a weird design. If it involves escaping the police during the Prohibition era, then start us at a bar rather than us enter a bar knowing the cops are coming. 
I, I love when people like to dissect things they don't really know. And they're like, they're more of a historian or they understand the theme better than the person that built the room. But what, when you read that, are, is there just like tons of pushback or do you, are you like, well, yeah, I guess we could have done it that way. No, this is, this is the part whenever I see a review that starts going into like more detail later on, I think customers always gripe about what makes them upset first in the review. So you very clearly had a bad customer experience first, customer service experience first. Mm -hmm. And then that led into, well, we're just going to, we're going to gripe about everything. So then you're going to gripe about the puzzles and the hints because that's dependent a little bit on your customer service. And now you're so mad to the point where we're dissecting the story that we have put you in to the point where you're going to tell the creator what would have been better and not even in a constructive way. Like you want to come to me in a constructive way, that's fine. But now you're just a pissed off little kid and you're just telling me what you think. So I don't even really care what they say about that. I've I've never rethought that part of the view. That's just like, okay, now we're in the space where you're just ranting. Yeah. And and I, I, I've played, you know, okay. So I'm cheating a little bit. I've, I've played this room you don't start, you start outside the bar, right? Like, so (laughs) I wasn't alive during prohibition. Um, but I would assume that it's very like, you're not entering to something you think there's alcohol and then there's like a hidden door or a downstairs area. And then there's like a secret area where you can drink alcohol. Why would you start in a bar in their prohibition? Well, that's the, okay, so in in fairness to this review, this room has, and kind of, I I think we'll talk about this later, like where we've gone from this review, this game has had two different formats, we'll say. When we first opened it, we were working with a company that did primarily like theater set design, Mm -hmm. so the set design wasn't as nice when G-Manical played it versus what we'll talk about in a little bit. And the story story was a little bit. The story originally was uh, you need to sneak into a a speakeasy, get something, and get out before the cops arrive. Yeah, yeah. Which, which in my mind, still makes sense because, you know, speakeasies weren't allowed then. And I just think they're getting way too deep and just being upset. You kind of have to put yourself in their shoes for a second and, like, understand, like, how upset they would have been. Like, do they... Do they leave and, and write it when they're in the car in your parking lot? Or do they do they go to the bathroom and sit on the toilet and write this review before they leave? Like like and, and to go this like, oh, I'm gonna talk about the prohibition era and how they like, man, you were really upset. Like to to why'd you get so worked up? You know, and, and, and clearly if they go home, they probably cooled off a little bit. There's always the infamous, eh, maybe I'll get a refund out of this if I write a, a in-depth review. But yeah, I don't know. That's the part that kind of as you read like the middle part of this review. It's kind of where the meat of it is. It's like, man, why'd you get in so much detail? You must've been really upset or, or something well, was going on. And quite honestly, and I, I personally believe this, it's reviews that you don't, aren't willing to have a conversation with the business owner. They're just to make that person feel better. Like they mm-hmm. don't have any interest in sure. making the business better other than unless you feel like you're some type of alert dog to the public to say like, mm. Hey, stay away from here. This, yeah. this and that. Like if you, if you really want a free game, if you really want 
to make the business better. Yeah. You get to the owner, like yeah. you get to the management. Like yes. it's for sad, it's for sad, immature little kids <laughs> to write what they want to write and troll. Like it, I really believe we, that sometimes. If you really yeah. wanted to see change, sure. I'm not impossible to get to yeah. get a hold of. Yeah, we calling you out, Germanical. Like Jared's deep diving on your personality and your home life and all this stuff. But like, let's be real. Like, yeah. what are what are your intentions? Because I leave reviews. I I'm a I'm a person that leaves reviews. Yeah. Like I get it, but I'm always willing. Do you leave bad reviews? Do you leave bad yeah. reviews? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it, but, but I only do that to get their attention. Yeah. And then if they can get my, if I get their attention and can have a conversation with them, I'll take it down. Will okay. Okay. Will you delete the review if they ask you or you'll just do it anyway, if they've called you back and talked to you about it? If they can provide, if they, if I've given them a chance to come back at me mm-hmm. and provide customer service, right? Because that's sure. what we're trying to do is have a conversation, yeah. right? I'm trying to say, I didn't have a good customer experience. Mm-hmm. This is why. If you can come back at me and say, hey, yeah. we're going to take care of that. Sure. We're willing to work on this, so mm-hmm. forth and so on. Great. But that's what's interesting about this review is like, they've gone so far as to tell me how the story should be, yeah. how the clues should be. And I'm, I'm open to that criticism. Let's have a conversation about it. But you, you, this was your first review. And in essence, what you did was a hit and run. Yeah. That's basically what this was. Totally a hit and yeah. run. Yep. Hit the yeah. car, go. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Let's, let's tackle the next part. Um, also the employee we had, so here we go. Little, little, little different, little different part now. And I said the grammar was good. They met they, they were, this actually was incorrect how they phrased this, but basically saying the employee they had that hosted them in the room was inattentive and lacked the passion necessary to induct us into the beginning of the room. So again, laying some groundwork here, most escape rooms operate with an employee hosting a room. So they're kind of your, 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 your game host, they're your room host, your game master, whatever the title of it is, but they're like walking with the person, not metaphorically speaking, they're like cluing them. So they're, they're watching over them. They were basically saying this employee didn't care and lacked the passion necessary to induct us in the beginning of the room. What, 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 what are your thoughts now on the employee side? Because this is a little bit, this is like one degree away from you now, right? Like you've probably trained them. They yeah. know what they're doing, but you can't personally clue every room. You have to have staff. So. Sure. Well, okay. So this is, this takes me more down the journey of like trying to get into the mindset of like who this is, mm-hmm. because at this point we've talked about hint, puzzle, story. Now you're talking about the energy of the person. Like the only the only type of people that I interact with and have interacted with since I've been doing this since 2014 is what we in the industry would call enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. And these are people that play every single room, all of their disposable income is going to playing escape rooms. So at this point in reading the view, I'm wondering like, maybe we just really pissed off somebody that does this a lot. And I think even the last line of the, of the review itself talking yeah. about other companies, it kind of lends me to think like maybe that's who we were dealing with. Maybe mm. we, you know, we were a, a couple weeks old. Sure. We had an enthusiast who was excited to come play and yeah. just on multiple different levels, we did not meet their expectations. Which is like, 
it makes sense. You know, a brand new room opens up, you know, this, it's like, if you're an escape room enthusiast, you play every room, you know, you, you, you want to tell friends about it. You're like into it. So when a new company opens up, you're like playing every room, right? You've seen that where they'll play every room you have in a weekend, you know? Yep. Uh, but the, the other side of the coin of that is they know better. Like they've played so yeah. many rooms and, and as an enthusiast, you typically get to know the owners because you're like in depth with what's going on and you want to know more. So, so you even know more of who the person is and know this is usually for the most part, like we talked about earlier, family owned business, locally owned, like the, you're not a big franchise. So that, that just makes it even harder. I know they're frustrated, but they should not take it to a Google review they should still come to you and just give their advice because they've played 200 rooms, right? And they want to, so that just makes it even like more diabolical in some ways. Yeah, it's like if you are an enthusiast, there's an etiquette there. Yeah, for sure. Right, like, like again, like come talk to me personally. I'm always trying to meet enthusiasts just because they're so important to our industry. They do play a lot of our games very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, so now I'm like, maybe they're not. Sure. Like maybe this is just uh yeah. Maybe this is just a really cranky individual. Could be cranky. Could be cranky. And we already kind of dove into their life too. We know they're um no, you say pathetic? No, I can't remember the term you use. I think I'm putting words. Pissy right. little kid. Pissy little kid. Uh all right, let's 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 wrap it up with the final one because I think this is the interesting one. Um you you alluded to this, but they said siphoning off a hugely successful franchise doesn't grant you the right to have employees who could care less about the game. Overall, this game isn't something I can ever recommend. So successful franchise, there is a big franchise in Nashville, you know, close to you that is in yeah. a lot of States around the country. So are we assuming they're referencing that company and, and comparing it to that? I, I think so, but I'm going to be a little petty back to G Manicle. Uh, I do think that's who they're referencing, but sure. G Manicle, that's not a franchise. It's one of the largest privately owned businesses in our company. So you have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, so, but yes, I, do think, I do think they're talking about uh, it's the escape game, TEG. It's actually sure. a publicly traded company now. You yeah. can buy stock in the escape game. Oh my gosh. And I do think this person me, probably played. Let go me ahead. be right back. Let me be right. Let me go. Let me go place a, st uh, a bid or a stock in that real fast. I'll be right back. Yeah. Let me, let me get it. Yeah, I'll be right back. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, there, we'll resume. I know the owners of that company. Yeah. We're, we are miles away from each other. We've done business with them. They make a really great product. Their rooms are really good. I enjoy them. I play them. I highly tell people to go play them. So I think, yes, they had played all of these games. And then they ran down to Murfreesboro at a brand new company who was still figuring things out, wasn't as far down the road as the people up. And there were expectations set by that company that are good expectations. Don't get me wrong. They're, they have a good standard of business. Yeah. And then they ran into ours and we just didn't live up yeah. to what was happening. Well, and it was interesting. They didn't say, you know, siphoning off a huge successful, a successful franchise because of the way the room played or looked, they did that to say you don't, that doesn't grant you the right to have employees who could care less about the game. So they were comparing well, the big dogs employees to your employees, which is well, what I took it very personally, because what I heard them say is you, you're a cash grab business. Mm. You don't, you don't give, you don't give a damn about doing anything. Well, mm -hmm. you saw the big boy, up the up the road 
and you thought you could just throw this together yeah. and take and take my money, which you did. Mm. But if you if if you know me at all, like that, I I I'm all about the industry. Yo, like yes, I love it. I know all the major players. Mm-hmm. I care deeply about the escape rooms themselves. Yeah, and that that was like that was just like the final twist of the knife yeah. from G-Manacle. Yeah, G-Manacle had to, I, I tell you, there was thought put into this. Like, this doesn't feel like a rant one-star review. This was like, I'm going to type this out. I'm going to say how I feel. I'm going to probably edit some few things. This probably took 20 minutes to write. Like, they really put time into this. So, okay, we've read the review. Uh, it, like you said, it happened early on. Tell us where, so remember, this was the blind pig room. They, they specifically played that room, reviewed that room. Where, where, where have, where have you gone since then? This was four years ago. Did did you take anything from this review? Did you disregard it? Like how how did that affect the future? So I think you have to treat every review as there's some element of BS and some element of truth. Mm -hmm. Every one star review you can't just completely write them off unless you can identify that the fact that they are trolling hundred percent, they didn't even play. Yeah. We had another review that was like two star review, bad customer service, worst rooms. Like I'll never go to the Marriott again. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> the Marriott. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? Like, how did when, did, get- when did we open up a Marriott? Like, how did I get like things like that? Yes. I uh, think you can completely write off, but I agree with you. Like they took some time. Yep. So, you're less mad, but then you have, as an owner, you have to come down off of that and say like, what's legit, what's not. Yeah. So in 2017, based on just feedback and looking around at other comparable industries, like we decided that we were going to redo three of three of our, our three games at the time. And the blind pig was one of them. Okay. So we found somebody who could do the set design better, but we did not change the flow or the puzzles of the game. Mm-hmm. All we did was up the set design. Sure. Reformatted a couple of things. Like I said, the customer service, all you can do is go to your staff and say, Hey, let's work on these things. Let's try to get better from it. But I have always held on to this review. This review it has replayed in the back of my mind. This has fueled you for years. Fueled you because you're because I'm like, I wanted to know what was true of it and yeah. what was total BS. So in 2018, we were fortunate enough as a community Nashville was to host the uh, International Escape Room Conference was in Nashville. Yes. And we and we found out that the biggest reviewers in the game were coming. They were going to play all of the games in the greater Nashville area. Yes. And we had already redone the game six months before. So I thought, great. Like, let's see. Let's see what what's true and what's not true. Yeah. So we get to the end of it, come to find out two years later after G Manicle has ripped us that the blind pig was rated the number one escape room, not company, but the number one game yep. in Nashville. Oh, that's huge. Beat out, beat out the franchise that we were quote unquote imitating. Siphoning off of. Siphoning off yeah. of. Yep. That we, Good. that according to the reviews and all the reviewers, we had what was the number one game in Nashville. Yeah. And in one of the top 100 games in the entire world. Man, that's huge. That's big time. You go, you one-star review, you take it, fuels the fire, becomes one of the best games on the planet, on, on planet Earth. Like, yeah. so it just says, 
yeah, was there a little bit of truth? Who knows? There always is a little bit, like you said, in these one-star reviews. But instead of getting really angry and packing it up or, oh, I'm not cut out for this, it's like, let's be better. Let's revamp. Let's do all these things. And now this room is like the one that people probably remember the most. And it's clearly won awards from. And it started with a one-star review. And now here you are, you know, because it's still yeah. it's still played, right? You still have it. Yeah, we still have yeah. it. It is it is to this day our our regularly most played escape room. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think all it I think as an owner, like I've definitely had a chip on my shoulder sure. because of this review. Yeah. So I want to thank G Manical G-Manical. for for putting that chip on yeah. my shoulder. Yeah. But I still think you're a petty, insolent little child. That doesn't change my he view. Probably of you know, he probably just graduated high school, I would assume. Probably I mean, you know, who knows? Pissy little kid. maybe they're maybe they'll work for you someday. What if you what maybe. if you hired him? Yeah. But but then but then you gotta wonder like if I don't if I don't ever get that review, do I ever try to up my game? Sure. Like it, do it, I ever like so yeah. it's like maybe it helps but it was still a really frustrating thing to receive that I wish could have been received a different way. Sure. Yeah. And that's kind of where that like criticism comes in where you can like, you know, you, you take it positively versus like critical and, and you know, it it spirals you down. Whereas like you can focus in on it because you're right. Maybe if you just got a bunch of four stars that were like fun room, you know, whatever, but wasn't like a blast and wasn't bad either. I think you would have just never adjusted anything. So you take, you take, you take the one star, you move on from it. So we'll wrap it up with this. So if you were going to change the review system in the world, how would you change it? We alluded to this earlier, but I just think, and it would be very logistically difficult, but if we're going to give people the opportunity to review businesses, Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's owed to the business owner to be able to review that customer. Yeah. And cause, and, I, and I love how Airbnb does that because why do I want somebody in my doors, even if I'm getting money, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I, I would love to see down the road uh, the ability to uh, provide services or not to provide services to somebody. If I see that, oh, like they're a 2.7 customer, mm. like I'm, I really don't, yeah. I really don't care. And then I think that makes people want to be nicer to businesses. It does. Like it does. I, I think you you come in and mm-hmm. you want you want a good review as a customer so that yep. people will let you into the stuff that they're doing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just want to see a two way street. Sure. Because I've just seen and I'll be interested to continue listening to the podcast to see like yeah. people who it's just this chronic problem because yeah. there's not a whole lot of security for the business owner to the point mm-hmm. where you see business owners going out and paying money and doing things that are not acceptable yeah. to get good reviews, sure. unsavory reviews yep. uh, we've, to make themselves look better. We've heard about those. We've definitely have people pitch that to us where they can take the bad reviews and they never see the light of day. And it's like, what? Like, it's just crazy. The lengths that, that people will go. I, I don't know, man. It's going to be fascinating. We do live in a culture and a time where people can say stuff behind a, phone and never have to put a face to it and can walk away and their life. They probably don't even remember it anymore. You know, maybe they get their refund or whatever, but like that has lasting effects on a business where four years later, we can still go back and look at this review on your Google page. Whereas in their life, they've moved on. So it's, it's wild, man. But yeah, um, 
that I love that advice. I think that's good. Uh, we've had a few Airbnbs and I tell you there, I've never seen a place so clean when someone leaves because they want, they want a five-star review. They want it just as bad as the host of the Airbnb does. So I think you're on something. It's accountability, Corey. Accountability. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. for some customer sure. accountability. Yeah. That's all you ask. You know, you're, you're not, you're, you don't ask for a lot in life, Jared. You just want accountability. Just, I just want some accountability. This is fair. I'm a, I, fairness and accountability. Come on. Come on, people. That's, that, that's what it is. I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to big brother this. I don't have any interest <laughs> in control, but you and I always talk. What, what's the one thing that you always talk about that you want? It's just fairness. Jared, hey, thank you so much for hopping on this. This was good. Honored to be your first. Good. <laughs> Thanks for being my first. You'll always be remembered. All right. Uh, logging off here in uh, Waco, Texas at Rogue Media Network. This is Corey Dickman from the One Star Rewind with Jared Downhower from Murfreesboro Escape Rooms. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate it. See ya. Pissy little kid. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.